What's up, everybody? Dan Binder Boneyard. It is a dark, uh, I guess this is Friday night. Uh, hopefully you guys are having a good Saturday. Um, I see the East Coast is getting all kinds of weather. Um, it was a balmy 59 here today, sunny, beautiful. Uh, a little chilly at night, getting down to the 20s. It was freaking freezing earlier in the week, um, but we got a little warm trend. So anyways, it's dark as hell outside. I am coming at you from the office desk parts room dog kennel camping gear storage unit gas tank testing facility um yeah so like always sitting here looking out the window at nothing um hopefully you guys are doing something more than i am doing um but never know so not a lot new for the calendar other than the same old birthday cruise march 16th through the 19th southern california route 66 going west to east should be a good time starting out around bakersfield and then uh, seeing what we see bring your ih vehicle uh, i want to do it in my 56 i'm hoping i can get it in the shop and get what i need to get done to it before then if not i got some other options but the 56 is what i really want to do it in uh, it's been a bucket list thing of mine for years, so I'm going to try my hardest to make it happen. Um, so yeah, we'll see. should be fun. But anyway, you're more than welcome in your international vehicle. So um, no other trips planned at the moment, but things are, things always change. So hopefully you guys are getting ready for the holiday. We got a uh, Thanksgiving coming up in just under a week. So if you celebrate, hopefully you're getting ready for that. But anyway, I want to say thank you. Like I do every cast, thank you everybody for all the support. Patreon, your donations there, super grateful, super helpful. Um, can't say thank you enough for that stuff. You guys are great. Um, the likes and the shares and the subscriptions and the five-star reviews all that stuff helps grow the brand and grow this little dinghy we call a pirate ship uh <laughs> to quote adam carolla on that one uh hoping to get booked on some other automotive type podcasts pretty soon so you might hear me cross over into some other stuff that you already know if not, it might be something that you've never heard of and want to listen to to add it to your to-do list. So anyway, um, that's what's coming up. That's my thank yous. Um, I don't have anything to talk about, uh, or at least I'm sorry, I don't have anything written down to talk about. <clears throat> um, you know, one thing I want to say to you guys to kind of piggyback on what the last podcast was about with the part sales and part stuff is if you're a buyer, set up a goddamn PayPal account. Um, it is super helpful to have one. It is makes buying things easier because I know when I go to sell something and someone says, oh man, I got to send you a money order. Um, 
if I've got three other people that say, oh, I want it, I want it, I want it, and they're willing to pay via PayPal instantly, I know where I'm going to go. You know, yeah, what happens normally is if I agree to sell it to you with a check or money order and you don't, and I don't get it in three to five days, uh, I'm selling it to the guy that the PayPal account that says he wants it the other day. So um, do yourself a favor. I know you, the big scary government and people, the electronic money transfer and all that stuff. It might scare you. I don't know. But if you want to be part, buy, want to buy parts and get them quickly and have satisfied sellers because trust me you send me a few checks over the months and i've got to wait for them and go to the bank and all that the next time you want something i might be a little more inclined to um (laughs) not want to sell it because the money makes the world go round waiting three to five days for you know a couple hundred bucks Sometimes with payroll and whatnot and all the stuff that goes on around here, sometimes a couple hundred bucks is is really nice to have, especially if somebody shows up and says, hey, I've got, you know, parts I want to sell or whatever, and I got to go look at them and I need cash. I've got money to use for that. But what happens is then, you know, when something else pops up or whatever. So every dollar counts. uh, And when you guys... dragging your feet on sales um you know it's just nice to have that that instant transfer option uh and so i'm saying that because you guys that might want to get into selling parts make sure it's helpful that you take paypal and that you have paypal also so that your transactions go smooth uh as well you it checks and money orders are fine yeah it saves you some money because of the paypal fees but there's a certain amount of convenience that's worth paying for. Uh, and I've found that with as many PayPal transactions as we do, you know, if I had to go to the bank with a stack of checks every day, um, you know, it just would be a killer. And yeah, all right, yeah, I pay Jamie, whatever. She goes and does it. Same thing. I have to pay her to go do it. If I have to go do it, then that's money I'm not making because I'm not in the shop. So is the the... PayPal fee less or more than what I lose by not being in the shop. I don't know. It depends. I have to sit down and do the math, but you need to think that same thing too. So anyway, PayPal is your friend or Venmo or whatever. I don't know who's using that right now. I've had a few people ask me if I take Venmo, but I, I don't, um, you know, anyway, so hopefully that helps with what I talked about last time. Um, You know, I'm trying to think about what I did the last couple of days. Normally I base these podcasts on my current doings or situations or, um, you know, the uh, something that's come up, something I've seen. You know, I guess I went rounds earlier this week with a guy... Uh, a third-party vendor trying to sell product that used to be known as a shit product. He claimed that he, since he's purchased it, it's become much, much better. I provided him some screenshots with very recent one-star reviews on various places. And, of course, you know, it was 
excuse and this and that and whatever. And yeah, no shop is perfect. I get it. I got a lot of shit going on here that I'm not happy about. Uh, but when you jump on a forum, you know, tout yourself as the next greatest thing behind, you know, sliced ham and then have somebody call you out on it and then delete the comments and block you or whatever. Like, it's just not, um, you know, it's not good business wise. And I, I don't, I don't know. I just, it's not my job to look out for everybody. And it's not my job to be like the internet watchdog of scout parts or scout stuff or international parts, whatever. But I just hate seeing somebody try to, um, I don't know, rely on time to wash over the reputation that whatever. And, and like I said, he took over this business and supposedly made it all better. But yet when you show when you ask him why or how it's better, it was just excuses and whatnot. So I don't know. I just, that's just what I do sometimes. And it's probably a dick move and it's probably not the best thing to do, but whatever. Um, so that was that. Just trying to think about what I got going on. Oh, we got the diesel scout. So, <laughs> so my old friend, Joe Culver, and if you follow me on Instagram, you saw uh, the scout today. I posted some videos of it on my story, whatnot. Um, it's a 800A with a SD33 Nissan turbo diesel from a 1980 Scout 2. Uh, wide ratio, four speed, it's got a Spicer 18, transfer case, twin stick, uh, custom axles, bunch of stuff. The, the, the intent was there and it's super amazing, but the execution is very hillbilly, redneck, old man. And yeah, I'm, I need to undo a lot of it, but, uh, Backbone, AKA Tom, and I had decided that Monday, so I'm working, we're working tomorrow, we're working on stuff, and then, um, but I decided Monday we're going to block out the day for just getting this diesel scout started and getting it to drive again. Um, so it needs some, a little bit of clutch work and, uh, and then of course getting it going. So, uh, we're gonna screw around with that, see what we can't get away with uh for monday uh and then back to business as usual on tuesday but i guess that's a good topic i can go on this thing so speaking of all the hillbilly mods that joe did to that before he died uh joe was a great friend of mine he was a trapper for the state of oregon he killed a lot of shit was a, just a just a real down-to-earth guy loved him to death I grew up in the same similar environment. My dad was a trapper and outdoorsman and, and he's, you know, fed our family on stuff that he killed and the hides that he sold, um, paid the bills for a while. And, you know, so I, I really related to what Joe did and Joe and I had a great time. And so he had always used scouts for his, um, trapping business or whatever, but they always left something to be desired for him so he finally sat down and he built the ultimate scout 800 the one that he'd always wanted and so this was an 800a sd33 
all the stuff. Have power steering, four-wheel disc brakes, uh, Dana 44s front and rear that he custom built with the offset rear end. Uh, and the front end was a 44 closed knuckle that he narrowed down. Just all this stuff. Uh, and it used to have an overdrive on it, but before he died, uh, he sold it or somebody stole it. I'm not sure what happened to it. but um, So, I mean, he had this vision in his mind and it just he didn't quite execute it quite how it should have been so um you know it was the spirit was there but he just didn't quite have the the skills to pull it off he was he was an amazing guy i mean he did all kinds of stuff um he built a couple transmissions for me he rebuilt some transfer cases for me i mean he was he was very smart when it came to gear work and and all that um and i loved supporting him because he was such a humble quiet guy just lived really simply uh so it was nice to give him a couple bucks now and then when you know he uh you know slow slow trapping season or or just the off season and i know he needed a couple bucks or something so um yeah it was it was always good to support joe like that but he built this scout that he always wanted and and uh, it was pretty hillbilly hacked together it had all those parts like i said but you know, he welded it together in a under a tarp in his front of his house, and with a stick welder, and didn't clean up anything. It's just it's just a lot of stuff on it. But anyways, what I want to do is get it running, put it on the road again, and use it as kind of a brush buster hunting truck kind of thing, and and slowly, uh, what's the word? finesse uh, polish up there's a, there's a better word polish some of the uh, rougher points get rid of some rust clean up some things and uh, and go from there so it should be a fun little project I'm hoping like I said I'm hoping backbone and I can get it running on Monday and uh, and I'm sure I'll be I'm sure I'll talk about it more after that but um, so that being said, and I'm guilty of this, um, you know, on my personal stuff. I don't do it to customer trucks because they pay good money for good work. But on my personal stuff that I, I don't know, I have a tendency, and I know some of you guys do too, and I see this in Joe's work, to rush through something if for the sake of getting it done. You've got a deadline. You've got... Uh, you know, whatever you want, something, something you're trying to do, trying to get ready for a trip. Uh, and you will, you know, you can't find the right piece of tubing for your roll cage. So you use a piece of pipe and it just doesn't quite look right. Or your intake, you know, is garden hose or, you know, shop vac or some other kind of tubing. That's not really the right thing to use, but you use it because it's close and it gets it done for right now. The problem is sometimes right now ends up lasting forever and you know, yeah, it might work, but it looks like hell sometimes. So you just have to, you know, when you're doing your project, there's a certain amount of, um, is it humility is the word? I don't know where you need to be able to step back and go, okay, this isn't going to get done before the time, so I need to just call it. 
because you're going to ruin something, you're going to break something, you're going to fuck something up, and it's going to look like hell and make your work look like hell, and it's going to make your rig look like hell. Uh, so think about stuff like that. I've called many a wheel and trips because I just didn't quite have what I needed done. Um, so plan ahead. That's a good thing for me. Like the 56 for my birthday trip, you know, that trip isn't until March. I'm going to have it in the shop in January and really all it needs, I got to get the overdrive functioning like it's supposed to. I might change the rear end. I don't know. Um, but even then, it'll be a quick in and out fab job. Um, and and then some wiring and the lights. So I should be able to hammer out all of that stuff long before March. Be able to put it on the road, put some miles on it, make sure it works long before I leave for that trip. So that's, that's my goal. And that's what your guys' goals should be too. If you have a project and you think it's going to take you two weeks, plan on it taking you four weeks. It's just how it goes. I know some of you guys work super fast and whatever, and some of that super fast work comes from pre-planning and having the parts on hand and knowing what you have. So again, that's a good thing. If you're going to do a big project, make sure the parts you have are correct. Open the box, fit them together. Check them against what you're going to be doing. Because I've many a time have I opened a box or got something from Napa and I put it away. And then four weeks later, we finally start the job, open it up, not the right part. So, um, you know, do, do a little bit of work to make sure that you have the stuff that you need. Because your project's always going to take longer. So, like Joe's Scout, I mean, there's some pretty hillbilly stuff on there that shouldn't even be there but he was in a hurry he was busy whatever and and that's what he ran with and it it worked because he was driving the scout but you know i don't want to risk failure in the woods i don't want to risk ruining an expensive engine i don't want to risk a lot of stuff so um yeah it's it's important um to not half-ass stuff for the sake of getting it out the door. And we all know those guys. I mean, a lot of us are those guys where you break something 10 miles into the trail ride and it's, oh, it was a shock mount. I only half welded in and or I forgot to tighten these hose clamps or I forgot because you're in a hurry and you, you know, you don't do it the way you should do it. So plan out your project a little farther if you need to pre-buy your parts that helps save you time and it helps spread out your budget nothing sucks more than spending 10 grand all at once and being broke it, you know instead of spending two grand for five months and you know not being broke and having all the parts you need and making sure they're right when you start the project so um that's a good a good little lesson there is, is i understand it sucks not making it on the trail ride. It sucks missing whatever you're going to miss in your rig. But really, in the end, the result is much better if you do it right. Take your time and don't, you know, rush through it just for the sake of, of oh, I'll, I'll go back to it later. I'll do it later. Like, later almost never comes uh, until it breaks or falls apart. And then you're forced to fix it correctly. And sometimes that's not bad. Yeah, it breaks on 
your driveway or it breaks on the trail, but if it breaks on the highway or it breaks on a trail ride and you've got 20 guys behind you and you're a trail tampon, like, no, that's wrong. And it just makes you look bad. It makes your work look bad. It makes a brand. It makes your scout or your international look bad because it's fucking broken, plugging everybody up. So that's a good, that's a good, um, little lesson there. I think everybody should keep that in mind when they're planning stuff out. And, and, uh, especially you young guys, uh, don't get ridiculously ambitious on projects you don't know anything about. You know, don't tear the entire body off of your scout and then figure out how you're going to prep it and put it all back together. And if, if you don't have experience and you don't have a mentor and you don't have somebody to help you with that project of that size, you might want to hold off on it. Start small, work your way up. Don't get over your head because you're just going to, it's going to end up being a project I'm going to buy from you in six months from now in a million pieces for half of what you paid for it because you got to get your money out of it and you know but anyway um that should be a good good piece of advice there and, and like i said i'm guilty of it too my black truck has a bunch of shit on it that i half-assed to get it on the road um mostly like wiring like i never got the grid heater wired in for the um cummins it's got a button it's got wiring it's just not the relays there. I mean, I really just got to put fucking ends on the wires and attach it to the motor. Um, but I just haven't got there yet. Uh, you know, some stuff like that. I just powered through to get it done. Um, what is another thing on there? Oh, my electric fan, my electric fan for the engine. I ruined the, uh, somehow the, the sensor temp sender for the fan relay failed and so now the fan wouldn't come on instead of changing the relay i just ground the switch so that the fan always runs and it's been like that for a month now and i keep saying i need a new new switch and i just i don't do it um i don't know but i'll get there so anyway we all do it i'm just trying to you know help steer you guys and you know, do as I say, not as I do, <laughs> if that means anything. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, just be mindful of, of half-assing your way just for the sake of half-assing it. Um, and then, you know, the other thing to do is is really do your homework on what you're doing. There's a lot of different options of ways to do stuff out there. So explore those options. Don't just do what you think everyone wants you to do or what you think you need to do because there's probably there is a correct way to do everything i don't care what people say about more than one way to skin a cat and you know just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong and and all that there's there is a reason why things get done the way they get done from the factories nowadays from manufacturers you know I look, I really rely heavily on the off-road racing industry because if it'll hold up to trophy trucks and ultra four, then it'll hold up to your daily driver and your mild off-roading that you do. Um, because I'd rather overdo it and then not ever need that beef than underdo it and call it good enough and then have it fail 
and do damage to myself or rig or something else. Uh, so um, that's something else, you know, really do your homework on what kind of the quote unquote standard is like right now there's a, well, it's been going on for a long time, but like scout twos, there's a big debate between high steer and the Z link. A lot of guys love the Z link because it, it's stock steering mostly it gets they can do a spring over and get it down the road and whatever but to me a z-link feels very half-assed uh some guys will tout just how sturdy they are but when you look at their wheeling history it's pretty mild and it's few and far between uh and some of those guys that tout their z-link are running crossover high steer on their quote-unquote wheelers so why skate through with a z-link on your daily and instead of doing it right and heavy duty with a crossover on your on your daily instead like it doesn't make sense to me you know it's just that whole good enough like yeah there's you can draw the line you know no one needs rockwells and you know 900 horsepower on your daily driver but at the same time there's no reason to run anemic steering parts and tiny axles and all that stuff just because you think it'll last so hit the internet see what the standards are out there see what you know the opinions are from a lot of the more knowledgeable people and then go that route when you're planning your project as well um, so that way again it keeps you from looking half-assed and doing something dangerous but anyway i'm gonna hang it up now so I can go do something dangerous. <laughs> it is Friday night after all. So you guys, thank you again. Love you so much. Give me the five star reviews and the and the love that uh, that you think I need. <laughs> Enjoy your Saturday. I'm thinking about you for sure. Uh, I will be watching on the forums. Email me if you have any questions, concerns, comments about the show. Um, Binder Boneyard Podcast at Gmail. Hit me up on the socials, all of them. I'm everywhere. So again, have a good Saturday and uh, I'll talk to you soon.